What is up, everybody? I'm George Mossy. This is my co-host, Heather C. Say hi to Heather C. So you, me, and your ex, season two, episode two is aired. We have met everyone, and we are jumping in because there's a lot to cover, and time is not on our side. So I want to check in with Alex and Caroline and Steve because Steve had some time to compose himself after getting a lot of information at one time at the dinner table. He now knows that Alex and Caroline are married, no longer engaged, and they're expecting a baby. And he's actually happy for them. He just needed a little time to process. You know, you drop bombs on people. You know, they just need time to think about it. And he wanted to be a godfather to the baby. But Alex said that that would be a little much to um, eventually down the line explain to the child, like, how that came about. But they are going to plan a Dachelor party. I think I'm saying it right. A Dachelor party. So Alex is becoming a dad. So they're going to throw, it's kind of like a bachelor party, but it's a Dachelor party. And Caroline is kind of like, what about me? I'm carrying the baby and I'm going to deliver the baby so I don't get a party. That's kind of annoying. But we're going to watch this play out. And I think Alex is a little skeptical because he doesn't really know how Steve is going to plan this party and what's going to entail in the party. And I think we saw previews for later in the season where it was a lot of stuff that Alex asked him not to do. So I'm just going to say right now, it's probably going to be a disaster waiting to happen, right? Yeah, but I think that they'll make it work somehow. Um, I'm glad that Steven is um, on board with the news. I was really worried for a second when he got up so quickly. But, you know, he's a human being and it's a lot to process. And, you know, especially when you're really close to somebody, you don't want to have that betrayal you know, feeling like, how could you not tell me? I thought we were close. So I think he actually handled it really well. Um, He just took his time to think it through and he came back and I'm so glad that he's happy for them. And hopefully the little uh, dad, or dad, <laughs> oh my God, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> dad, Charlotte party <laughs> will um, be fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. And Caroline, you will have your time too. I'm sure your girlfriends will throw you an awesome party um baby shower baby. or something baby. like that so you can party too <laughs> they better she's the one bringing the baby into the world all right so jennifer Chantel, danielle and josh are back i love them they're our favorite ended family from tampa and oh my gosh camila's about to turn one she was born last season right like we we watched this happen and now a whole year has gone by and they are having this massive party for her and she was almost walking did you see it she had her little push cart and she's walking oh my god they grow up so fast it's crazy to me how they were only gone for one season and now she's walking she's gonna be talking soon it's like insane so this huge party 78 people plus their kids so we're talking like over 100 people this is a big deal. And they tell us, the blended family, Jennifer, Chantel, Danielle, and Josh, tell us that they have this huge announcement that they have decided to do as a family. And they want to tell everyone there, all, you know, get it all out there on the table. Chantel said, let's just get it over with because we know there's going to be pushback. So let's just get it done now. And I don't know what it is. And they gave us nothing to work with. So I was a little worried because everything seems to be going well because Josh is babysitting Camila. Everyone is getting along. The dynamic is perfect the way it is. So changing something is kind of scary for me, right? Like, should they be changing anything right now? Only if it's to bring another cute baby into this world. Then they'll have my full-on approval. So if they're announcing to everybody that they're planning on adding to their family, then that is okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. 
love his family too. And I think that I love that how they all co-parent with each other. And even though they have a really complicated situation, they make it seem so normal. And the way that they just go in the flow and they all co-parent each other's children, it just seems to me, in my opinion, the more the merrier. I mean, who doesn't want to have moms and dads and second moms and dads, you know, and why not? You know, you could tell there's just generally a lot of love in this family. And it just seems like, you know, other than the people with their opinions, because everybody's going to have opinions, they know what they're doing. And everybody else just needs to mind their business, let them live their life. You're not paying their bills. They are. Remember that people, <laughs> you don't really have the right to poke your nose into other people's lives when you're not contributing to their situation. So that's all I'm going to say about that one. <laughs> Speaking of babies being brought into the world, April's daughter, Haley, has brought a beautiful little boy into this world. So Haley brought the baby over to meet the family. And the family is kind of in a transition period. Everything is different. But when the baby and Haley walked in, everybody seemed to be doing fine and getting along fine. Everyone's holding the baby. This beautiful moment. And then we kind of watch... John sort of ruined the moment, right? He was just like not it, it, like taking in the situation that was happening in front of them. They were meeting this beautiful baby for the first time and they wanted just to live in that moment and not think about the problems that everyone was having. So Roy and Lauren and April, everyone's is living in the moment and John kind of resorts back to the fact that they're separated and they have these issues and they were like, see, this is the issue, especially Lauren. She was like, I was with him for so long and this is how things were. He would take a beautiful moment you're supposed to love and enjoy and he would ruin it. And April is trying. She's really trying. And I think the issue started when John was taking the kids, the boys to go get food and he tried to kiss April and April gave him a side kiss is what he liked to say, a side kiss, not, not on the lips, on the cheek. You turn your, your cheek really fast so you miss. But I, I felt that that was appropriate because they're separated. You don't really kiss people on the mouth that you're not like with, you know? Like, so I kind of feel like while they're in this separation period, separation is not divorce. They're still working on things, but it might be good, you know, to keep that space and intimacy out of the picture until you can figure out if you can make things work. Because John is like, I feel like they're alienating me. Like, I feel like we used to be one big family unit. And now he's like, Within the last 24, 48 hours, no one has said a word to me. No one is communicating with me. And April is like, we're trying to navigate through. This is new territory. So everyone is kind of in their feelings. And I feel like John is also in their feelings. So I feel like this isn't a, a closed chapter for April and John. When I tried to kiss her, that's what made me realize. I was like, this isn't a closed chapter. They might be able to work this out. Yeah, there's a lot with this family going on right now. First of all, I just want to say that how is she even a grandma? Like, that's crazy. Like, are we going to touch bases on that? Like, she barely looks like a mom. Like, now she's a grandma. Like, I have to let that sink in. Um, <laughs> second of all, I think that um, John spends a lot of time in his feelings. And I think that, like, he makes all the situations about him and it doesn't have to be like okay she side kissed you okay big one he's making it about him and i think that it, not all the situations have to be about him i think that this time you know he can just take in the moment and absorb the cute little grandbaby you know what i mean like i don't feel like everything has to be 
about them. And then he makes himself like a victim, which she's very sensitive herself. April is. And it's like, I think that she's trying to process her feelings in the relationship. And then he's all in his feelings. And I think that it's just, you know, it's like two flames that are igniting and it's not, nothing is getting settled, but this might be something that he might want to work on because this is now relationship number two, but they're having similar problems. So what is the old saying? It might not be me. It might be you. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I hope that they're able to rekindle this. They are a cute, you know, family and, you know, they just got married. So I'm hoping that this is just a little bump in the road and that time will heal. So I guess we will see as their story pans on. So we met Matt, Kenzie, and his ex, Chelsea, on this episode. And this is a very interesting dynamic because Matt and Chelsea were together since high school. They were together a long time. They did a lot of things together. They have this amazing bond. And Kenzie is trying to navigate the idea of her boyfriend, now fiance, living with his ex. And it's going to be a hard pill to swallow because... He's moving her in and they've always been close and she's always dealt with that. But putting her under the same roof is, I think, is going to be what's going to be trying for her. And she was like, when we moved into this house, Matt was at work and I had to ask my parents to help. But now that Chelsea is moving in, he's coming over to her house, her old place. He's moving her stuff. And he's like, it just seems like he's going out of his way more so for her than he did for me or anyone else. And she's just trying to navigate, well, what does this all mean? Like, are you really over her? Does she really love you? Or did you guys really move on? Because Chelsea's single, you know, she didn't move on to anyone else. So it's like, how would you feel about your ex's long-term ex moving in to your house and living with you, eating with you, using the same bathroom as you? Like, this is crazy, right? Okay, first of all, that won't happen <laughs> because... I don't think that I am the one that would be okay with that. So here's my thing. Like out of all her family, friends, hotels, Airbnbs, apartment complexes, like there's nothing, no other place other than your exes that you can stay with. I mean, I understand that they're friends and somebody needs to be the bigger person and all that, but it's like, what about his girlfriend? What about his girlfriend's feelings? Like, so she lives in the house and whether or not she pays bills or not is irrelevant, but it's her house too. And she has to be made to feel uncomfortable because I know I would feel uncomfortable because you'd constantly be worried like, well, is something going to happen? Is he going to sneak in the middle of the night to her room? Like, you know, if I'm at work and they're at home together, you know, one thing leads to another. They were together for so many years and clearly when she was in the room and she saw all those pictures of them together she was just like oh isn't that nice like if they were like really like just cool nothing but friends they'd be like oh that's so cute oh my god I love this picture of you guys like that's so cute like if they had like a a friendly brother sister relationship but it's almost kind of like a side eye thing so I don't know mm -hmm. I think that out of respect to the girlfriend you got to find somewhere else to go friend or not well, we also found out that Matt and Chelsea were still sleeping in the same bed when he met Kinsey. So that was something that yeah. she also learned on that couch as well. So that is a lot. Okay, it's just a lot. So we're going to keep watching. I don't want to prejudge anything too right. early. But I want to talk about private islands real quick before we run out of time. So Elodie and DeAndre and Rowan. So Rowan has 
invited DeAndre on a free trip that she's earned because she travels a lot for work to a private island in Florida. And I believe it was Florida. And Elodie is kind of like, I need to get a perspective on this. So at dinner with her friend Zoe and um, DeAndre's friend Mike, she's like, what do you guys think about this private island situation? What, you, what is going through your mind? And everyone saw it as an issue. So Elodie's like, okay, great. I'm not crazy. I'm a normal person. I know that this is not something that my boyfriend should be doing. He should not be going on a private island trip with his ex, but it kind of seems like he still wants to go. And I think that's going to cause some issues and rifts in this relationship because first of all, don't do that, DeAndre. It's not going to go well. Elodie is clearly bothered by it. You should consider her feelings. Like honestly, or invite her, you know, invite her too. I don't think that they should do it either because this relationship is already different to me because they are so close. It almost like looks like it could be a, a polygamy thing because he has like multiple like girlfriends, even though, you know, they're friends. But I don't know. It just seems like there's so many more like sparks there. Plus, the mom is on the side for the relationship to happen again. So it's just like, I don't know. There's a lot going on. But I want to give kudos to Elodie because this girl keeps her cool and for somebody who can put her big girl pants on and be like you know what i'm grown i'm a mother i have a good job you know i'm with him because i want to be with him not because i need him kudos to you girl because you're dealing with a lot and on top of the stress of being a mom to a little one you got this boyfriend who is still like super cool with an ex that's a lot of stress right there so the fact that you have it all together and you, or you at least look like you have it all together <laughs> and you can keep your composure, more props to you. I hope, and it does look like DeAndre does really do love her or like her a lot. I don't know if they're at the love relationship part yet, but like, like, at least like her a lot. I mean, he looks like he's very respectable to her and her daughter and stuff like that, but he really does need to chill though, because it's not cool. You're in a committed relationship. You got to let the friend go. Friends are friends, not private island mates, you know? So we got to make sure that Elodie is being respected 100%. All right, we run out of time. This was fun. So thank you so much to my co-host, Heather C., for joining me. You, me, and your ex, season two, episode two. We're going to be back here for episode three to talk about all of the craziness going on and the exes who are living under the same roofs are flying to private islands together. We're going to be here to talk about it. I'm George Mossy. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com, and anywhere you get your podcast. We'll talk to all of you guys next week.